Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You know, there's a scripture that says, choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. I think the speaker needs to answer that question. If he's really saying he's this fundamental practicing Christian, he needs to answer who's he really serving, Christ or Trump, when he's doing the things that he's doing as Speaker of the House. No sense of irony whatsoever. MSDNC actually uses the Reverend Al Charlatan to talk about a person's faith. He should be co-hosting with Tawana Brawley. Where's Tawana Brawley? Our news media is the most corrupt institution in America. Brilliant idea, the First Amendment protecting a free and fair press to hold feet to the fire. If only that were their practice. Joe Biden, the racist... Al Charlatan, the racist. James Clyburn, the time-traveling racist. As I just, Trump's words of 2017 inspired Dylan Roof in 2015 because James Clyburn doesn't know the timeline. He doesn't know which year, which event happened. And Jake Tapper doesn't either, so he sits there and nods in agreement. If you get your news from CNN, you get dumber as the day goes on. It's, uh, as Ronald Reagan uh, famously said, it's not that liberals don't know anything. It's just that so much of what they know is wrong. And this is a pretty good example with Jake Tapper, former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer, with James Clyburn, current Democrat Party leadership in the House of Representatives, saying that in 2017, Donald Trump said something that inspired Dylan Roof in 2015. They get dumber with each passing day. Stupider, dumber, more corrupt, honestly. Now, the radical left-wing extremist racists at Politico have a headline, Biden to travel to Mother Emanuel AME in South Carolina. The president's visit to the historic black church coming two days after Harris's visit to the state, which nobody noticed, underscores the campaign effort to bolster support among black voters. Now, why would black people vote for Democrats? Um, because they're black. Uh, again, party of the Confederacy and the Klan and Jim Crow and the soft bigotry of low expectations, the party of standing in schoolhouse doors, the party that shot Martin Luther King in the head, you know, the assassin was a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer. But no, I'm a I'm a Democrat. I'm black and I'm a Democrat all the way because that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But they got to lock in that black vote and then they got to lock in that Hispanic. Now, what are the Democrats promising to do for black people that they're not promising to do for white people, Hispanic people, Asian people? Uh, what are they promising exactly? Other people's stuff, free stuff? Uh, of course, you know you can't believe them, right? 
President Joe Biden is headed to Charleston, South Carolina to visit Mother Emanuel AME Church in the latest signal of a campaign eager to shore up its standing with black voters. Really? That's that's what it's all about? So you go to a place where um, Dylan Roof murdered nine people in 2015. And the Democrats, you know, a lie told once remains a lie. A lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. That's what their guy Joseph Goebbels said. Or, you know, the Reverend Al Sharpton uh, likes to call him Gurgle, I think, because he doesn't know a lot about history, don't know much biology, um, don't know much about the French he took because he's the Reverend Al Charlatan. And Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle? Could have been Gurgle, might have been Gurgle. The Politico types on behalf of their party, the Democrat Party, it will be the president's first trip to the storied church since he was vice president. Biden is expected to speak at the church, his campaign told reporters. I thought you supposed, weren't supposed to use churches for campaign steps. Oh, that only applies to Republicans. Then the Democrats are shrill and loud. But when they do it, it's real good. And it's about racial division, and, and it's about erasing their own history, like removing the portraits and the statues from the capital of all the racist Democrats. They still have to rename the Russell Senate office building. They needs to be renamed the Revels Senate office building for Hiram Revels, the first African-American to serve in Congress, who was obviously a Republican. So his campaign uh, told President... And uh, it's one of the oldest black churches in the South and the site where nine parishioners were shot and killed by a white supremacist in 2015. It's now 2024, so that's nine years ago by the calendar. But because whether it's a white supremacist descending on a historic African-American church in Charlotte or or city of Charlottesville. Now, uh, I mean, again, they, uh, they, they lie about everything. Uh, President Trump said there are good people on both sides. Then he very quickly added, I'm not talking about the racists and the white supremacists who didn't deserve to be condemned completely. They just leave that part out because they're filth, I think is the correct answer. Now, here is an article from 2015, June 20th. It was a Saturday of 2015. Charleston shooting, colon, they love their colons, Dylan Roof, quote, wanted to target university but couldn't get past security. Well, wait a minute. I thought he was a Democratic, dedicated racist, white supremacist. And friends said the alleged mass murderer told them he wanted to kill people at the College of Charleston. But that's not a black church. The man accused of massacring nine people at a church in Charleston intended to target a local university but could not get past security, friends have claimed. Dylan Roof has been charged with murdering six women and three men uh, at a Bible study meeting at a manual African Methodist Episcopal church on Wednesday, the story from back then. Investigators have called it a hate crime, suggested the 21-year-old chose to uh, the predominantly black church because of his racism. But wait a minute, how does that make sense if his actual target was a community college nearby, but then he found that there was armed security there, so he called an audible and went someplace else, saw a church that he doubtless knew nothing about, but never mind that. Uh, 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 uh. I'm telling you. Also, it goes beyond that, because if you bother look it up, which our news media doesn't, 
you would find story after story like this one from BET, Black Entertainment Television, July 21st, one day after the last story I just read from The Independent. July 21st, 2015, Dylan Roof's Black Friends, colon, wait a minute, Dylan Roof's, but I thought he was a dedicated racist. This is the headline, BET, Dylan Roof's Black Friends, He Wasn't Racist to Me, that's the headline. At least one black man who considers Dylan Roof a friend insisted he saw no signs of racial hatred in him in the days leading up to the incident in 2015. And this is BET, and here are pictures of uh, the creepy Dylan Roof sitting here with his friend who is who's a black guy, and, and uh, they're, uh, they're old pals. But he was a psycho, uh, among other things. But the Democrats see this as an opportunity to tar all Republicans and that's what Joe Biden is on his way to do. Pay no attention. Now, honestly, the, uh, the black friend story was all over the place, too. Um, and one of his friends was actually sentenced to more than two years in prison as well. And the news media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, they just turned it into the narrative that they wanted and never looked back. Like James Clyburn is saying that President Trump said something in 2017 that inspired Dylan Roof in 2015. Now, that is mental dwarfism, obviously. Here is uh, Slate Magazine, radical left-wing extremist, anti-American, anti-Republican. Dylan Roof has at least one black friend who denies alleged shooter is racist. And here is the left-wing, left-wing Slate Magazine with their story. Again, going back to June of 2015, at least one black man sees suspected shooter Dylan Roof as a friend and vehemently denies that the 21-year-old accused of killing nine people at a church is racist. He said, everybody's making him out to be racist, but here I am in front of you today as a black man, and, uh, black man, and I'm telling you, uh, take a look at him. I, I look at him no differently today than when I looked at him last week because he never said anything racist to me, said Kristen Scriven, Scriven, S-C-R-I-V-E-N, 21 years old, told the BBC. He never treated me any different, he said, than he did his white friends. Scriven also talked to the Telegraph, said that not once did he ever say anything racist, even though the two had been, been drunk plenty of nights. So drunk that he passed out on the side of his car. <laughs> okay. Well, there he is. And here's the guy, and he's being interviewed, and he's talking about how Dylan Roof, his buddy, is not a racist. Um, another guy on The Independent, uh, they say multiple, and BET, Black Entertainment Television, they use the plural. His back, black friends say he's not racist. And uh, his friends say that he was planning on shooting up a community college, but found armed security there, so ended up at the church instead. But... You know, never let a good lie go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. This is your Democrat Party. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you, you're a Democrat Party. So uh, that's where Joe Biden is going. He's going to the uh, AME Church uh, because nine years ago, nine people were murdered there. And now uh, last year, there were single weekends where 11 people were murdered in Chicago. Joe Biden didn't go give a speech there because that's blood on the Democrats' hands. 
And and also this lunatic, he murdered nine people. The Democrats say, see, it's a Republican. Trump inspired him two years after the incident, James Clyburn says. <clears throat> and CNN lets that remain on the record because CNN is not a news organization. Jake Tapper is not a journalist. Jake Tapper is a Democrat apparatchik activist on a cable channel called CNN, which is not a news organization, but a front group for the Democrat Party. All right, let's grab a uh, phone call, Michael. Let's go to Ron. I I still have to get to the Secretary of Defense. Now, Donald Trump has uh, weighed in and says that the Secretary of Defense should be fired, uh, should resign, and the White House is lashing out. Probably call him a racist because that's what they do. Secretary of Defense is black. Therefore, any criticism makes the the person criticizing a racist. I see how this works. Uh, let's go to Ron calling from Aldi, Virginia. Ronaldo, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, sir. Thank you for taking Ronaldo's call. So, <laughs> uh, you need you, you need to do your homework, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, Donald Trump came down the escalator on the June sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. Dylan Roof perpetrated his act on June 17, 2015. So clearly, our, our good representative Clymer is 100% correct that Donald Trump unequivocally had to have contributed to Dylan Roof's um, actions because he had an entire 24 hours to, to digest all of, all of Trump's uh, fanaticism uh, prior to his action. The coming down the escalator was uh, so disturbing to Dylan Roof that he had to go first target a community college after staying out late and drinking with his black friends. Uh, and then as an alternative uh, target, he went to a nearby church and he murdered nine people there. And, and then Donald Trump, two years later in 2017, said uh, there are good people on both sides when you're talking about tearing down statues, uh, historical statues in the United States. And, and somehow that message traveled through time to get into Dylan Roof's ear. Um, yeah, was it really June 15th? And, and uh, Excuse me, June 16th and June 17th, is that correct? Yes, sir. Just, just looked it up to confirm. And, uh, and speaking of the, you know, the continued lies about, about uh, Charlottesville, I, I suck it up from time to time, and we'll go to Urban View on uh, – on Sirius XM from time to time and try to listen to them. Uh-huh. And, and they still, they still perpetuate the myth routinely on there among, among other, um, non-factual facts, um, uh, with, with respect to, with respect to Trump and the things that he said, the things that he did. Um, it's, you know, you know, taking it out of context. I find it incredible how so many times we hear people talk about taking things out of context right. on the left, talk about taking the things out of context when, in fact, that's what they do more often than not to make the story that they want to tell fit um, or, or the story that they're telling fit their, their narrative. Yeah, you bet. And that is um, that reminds me of uh, Obama administration State Department official Victoria Newland, who explained that they're using the Russian playbook, also known as the Soviet playbook, Uh, where they accuse you of doing whatever they know they're about to do as a way of diffusing their actions before they take them. Uh, And, yeah, they're not liberals. They're the left. This is the left. Ron, fun, uh, fun with dates. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Yeah, we just noticed Clyburn this morning. Wait a minute, what Trump said in 2017 inspired Dylan Roof in 2015. Isn't that amazing? Nuh-uh. Thanks, Ron. All right, uh, the amazing vanishing Secretary of Defense. Did he go in for gender reassignment? Is he in an iron lung in the basement of the Pentagon? Who's really running the Defense Department? That's coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. All right, let's uh, let's see. Let's take uh, another call. Let's go to Chuck calling from Wisconsin. Chuck, you're on the hey, Chris y'all. Plant Show. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, they were going down there to South Carolina to beat the drum about what happened something years ago and try to be friends with black people. Well, when are they going to come and drive up to Wisconsin and go to Waukesha where the guy in the red SUV on the Christmas parade put 49 people in the hospital and killed eight. When are they going to come up and say their I'm sorry for that? Um, the Democrats don't care about that. That is the wrong racial equation, obviously, Chuck. Now, you tell the Christmas parade with the dancing grannies, the dancing grannies. Dancing, they had dancing grandmothers. They were all in their, like, 60s and 70s, and they ended up, the red SUV, they would not announce... Their narrative, it didn't fit their narrative that it was a black person that was driving it. They just said that it was a red SUV that ran into the dancing grandmothers. And let me share with you this. Accused killer Waukesha parade driver posted toxic anti-white rhetoric. Daryl Brooks, Jr., 39 years old, a vitriolic rip against white people. Uh, And he was furious about uh, George Floyd being killed for, you know, uh, uh, resisting arrest and his latest felony. Uh, Killed six people, ran over 68 people in the parade, killing six of them, including four members of the Dancing Grannies. And uh, Daryl Brooks uh, urged readers to take white people the beep out, uh, meaning uh, that should kill white people. Then he attacked. So it was clearly and obviously a racist attack. He wasn't hanging out with his white friends beforehand, drinking up a storm and having a good time. Uh, And, you know, the Democrats can't use this for political reasons. And the Republicans don't own the news media the way that the Democrats own the news media. So uh, Daryl Brooks murdered six, ran over 68 people, Christmas parade, anti-white rhetoric and vitriol all over the place. But that just gets swept under the rug because Democrats... Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With 
fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Yeah, Saturday was Ashley Babbitt Day also, the third anniversary of uh, police officer shooting Ashley Babbitt to death. And we've learned more about that because in Washington, everything takes forever, I think is the, I think a little bit on how Democrats lie using statistics and, uh, and things as well. Your, uh, your Democrat party, extraordinary stuff. All right, let's uh, let's take another phone call, Michael. Let's go to I see as a former police officer from Charleston on the line. Let's go to Jeff calling from Alexandria, Virginia. Jeff, you're on the Chris Plant show. Hey, Chris, uh, former police officer from the city of Charleston. Um, just a small correction and uh, second point on the Dylan Roof situation. Uh-huh. The uh, College of Charleston is actually a university and they have their own full-time uh police force it's not really a like security guards or anything uh-huh. those guys go to the academy in south carolina just like the other police officers in the city and all over south carolina okay so what i'm saying is uh it's not a gun-free zone like a lot of other places like <laughs> was. right all uh, right okay you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah uh, I think that that should be pointed out now that we figured out, you know, that roof guy was going to, they're going to massacre those, those guys, those kids. Actually, there's like a 10 to one female to male relation, uh, ratio. ratio Is that right? Yeah. Uh, um, now I know I read because I read directly from the story. It called it a community college, but you're saying it's not a community college. It's a university. Oh no. Okay. There's a college for a long time. It's embedded downtown Charleston, and then they went full university, uh, whatever technicalities, you know, uh, different schools in there yeah. within that college. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you called in with that. So, uh, But Dylan Roof, uh, first of all, he's hanging out with his black friends, and he's drinking with his black friends. And then he decided he was going to go shoot up this this college campus, this university campus. And when he got there, he found, and I said, security guards, armed security guards. You're saying it is a campus police force, uh, but they're armed, yeah. and it's not a gun-free zone. So when Dylan Roof got to the college campus, he found armed police, uh, and uh, we know that mass killers love gun-free zones, and they don't love places where there are armed officers or armed security. So um, I, I appreciate your clarifying these, these points. Uh, you're welcome. And then he went to the church, and the church, if I remember correctly, was not far from the university, right? Right. Uh, that's uh, across from the Gilliard parking lot. Yeah, it's about five blocks or so. Oh, okay. That's a walking distance close. All right, so he went to the university, Dylan Roof, and he's hanging out with his black friends, and he's drinking, and his black friends say that he never said anything racist ever. And then he goes to uh, shoot up the university, finds that there are armed police there, and he calls it quits on that and went and found some place where, where it's a gun-free zone, where there is nobody with guns, and he murdered nine people. And then the Democrats uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. They saw it as an opportunity 
to uh, to seize on to go after Republicans, naturally, because that's what the party of the Confederate States of America likes to do, the Democrat Party, right? Right. I don't, you're no longer a police officer, uh, Jeff, or you've moved to a new location to be a police officer? Uh, I'm up here in Alexandria. <clears throat> different, uh, different part of law enforcement. Okay. But you're still in the law enforcement universe, and you were... Now, were you there at the time of this incident? No, I was up here, uh, but I recognized the church. Uh, I One recollection I have of that church, uh, I met a couple guys out from there um, in the aftermath of the hurricane, and uh, it had a flat tire because there were nails everywhere, and I, I ended up right in front of that church with a flat tire, and I remember getting out of the cruiser and just you know like uh, let a few cuss words slip and uh, i think the pastor came out and said son <laughs> i had to apologize is that right <laughs> oh no we totally understand i uh, yeah there shouldn't be cursing uh, cursing up a storm in front of a church uh that's uh, that's great stuff that's a fun story jeff all right, well, thank you for those points of clarification. And, you know, the Democrats and Joe Biden and the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, continue to use this incident from nine years ago, 2015, and accusing this obvious mental case who's hanging out with his uh, black friends and then went to the, the College of Charleston, um, and that was his target until he realized there, was, there were armed police there and so he went and found some place where people were unarmed, and that church was uh, four or five blocks away. And the Democrats are still using it. And again, uh, we just had a nice caller from Wisconsin, Jeff, that you may have heard, who's pointing out this lunatic that about two years ago ran over the Christmas parade. And it's true. I remember uh, Chuck was saying that the the um, you know the media was saying that a red SUV ran people over as though it did it by itself, like it's Christine in a, uh, in a scary book, in a scary movie. But it was a uh, black racist who was enraged and murdered six people and ran over, I think, a total of 68 people and ran over the dancing grannies. But the uh, Democrats, you know, the Democrats can take January 6th, where Ashley Babbitt was killed, and uh, turn it into Pearl Harbor and September 11th rolled into one. The Republicans don't know how to message anything, but if they did, they would use this Waukesha, Wisconsin instance, this incident, as a rebuttal to Joe Biden when it comes to uh, the church in Charleston. These are crazy, crazy times that we're in. Am I right, Jeff? Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, you actually met my wife who went to... College of Charleston uh, years ago, she met you at some kind of party. <laughs> Is that right? No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I went to the I went to the Citadel, the military college. Um, sure. And also in Charleston, but just uh, so you know, I I know the place in and out. So very good, very good. All right. Well, did your wife and I have a nice time at the party where we met? Oh yeah, she had lots of things to say about you. <laughs> uh, I'll leave that off the air. <laughs> Were they mostly good things? 
Yeah, they were good things. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, she was with another friend, uh, uh-huh. a Republican precinct captain over here in Alexandria. Uh-huh. Uh, two, you know, they're, they're good friends, and they couldn't wait to meet you and say good things about you. All right, well, that's good. That's good. I think I remember this, actually, meeting the Alexandria Precinct Captain uh, Republican and uh, making fun of the Democrats in Alexandria and stuff. I, I do have a, uh, a memory of that conversation, as a matter of fact. Jeff, uh, thank you very much. I am saluting you. I am saluting you. Thank you for being Thanks, out sir. there on the pointy end. Thanks, Jeff. That's, uh, that's great stuff. All right, now, uh, oh, speaking of which, speaking of Ashley Bebbitt, the uh, family of Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed three years ago. Uh, Saturday was the anniversary of a U.S. Capitol Police officer shooting and killing Ashley Babbitt, a, an Air Force veteran, 12 years in the Air Force, uh, Afghanistan, deployed. And she was protesting. And who knows whether she was waved into the Capitol by, by U.S. Capitol Police officers or not. But Ashley Babbitt was uh, shot and killed by U.S. Capitol Police Officer, without uh, warning and, you know, no taser, no pepper spray, no nightstick, no push with the hand. Lieutenant Byrd is the uh, Democrat's name who shot her to death uh, without warning. And Lieutenant Byrd is a, is a hero of the Democrat Party because when police shoot unarmed women, the Democrats are very happy about it as long as the unarmed, wom- unarmed woman voted for Trump, and served in the U.S. military because the Democrats don't like the U.S. military unless it's transgender, and they don't like anybody that voted for Trump. So if a police officer shoots and kills that woman, then like uh, U.S. Capitol Police Officer Lieutenant Michael Byrd did, he was in plain clothes that day, by the way, so even if Ashley Babbitt could see him, but Lieutenant Michael Byrd, it, uh, it, we, we learned over the weekend, that uh, because of a, a lawsuit now that has been filed, long-awaited tort action from the family of Ashley Babbitt, now been filed in Southern California. Babbitt was shot and killed January 6th, and her family is seeking $30 million in wrongful death action. Uh, equally important, the lawsuit could force additional answers as to why uh, Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd shot and killed the unarmed protester as she attempted to climb through a window near the House chamber. Now, this is Jonathan Turley writing the story. He wrote, I have previously raised concerns over the shooting as conflicting with the governing standards of the use of lethal force. I also noted contradictions in Lieutenant Byrd's own statements and the government's conclusion that it was a justified killing. She was unarmed. Uh, She had not assaulted anyone. She may have been guilty of trespassing. The uh, complaint, Jonathan Turley adds to his website, uh, includes a number of things. Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt, 35 years old at the time, was an Air Force veteran and a Trump supporter, participated in the riot three years ago. She was clearly uh, committing criminal acts of trespass, property damage, and other offenses, Jonathan Turley writes. However, the question is whether an officer is justified in shooting a protester when he admits that he did not see any weapon before discharging his weapon. Just uh, to recap, uh, previously discussed, he said in uh, uh, other columns that, that he has written, when protesters rushed to the House chamber, police barricaded the chamber doors. 
Capitol Police were on both sides, with officers standing directly behind Babbitt. Babbitt and others began to force their way through, and uh, Babbitt started to climb through a broken window. That's when Bird shot. Now, a shot once, he killed her. Only one shot was fired, um, and she didn't see it coming. He was in plain clothes. He was on the other side of the window, which is kind of in a door, a wooden frame, and um, and so on. Now, the, uh, the Democrats, they claim that I saw even on the local news night before last, they said, oh, like eight people were killed that day. No, no, two died of natural causes. One died of what was apparently an accidental drug overdose in a crowd of hundreds of thousands of people. You know, you have a town of hundreds of thousands of people. There might be a couple of heart attacks in a given day, but never mind that. Now, here's the important part. The complaint um, has some interesting new facts that were not previously known. For example, it alleges that Babbitt's hands were in plain sight and empty. In plain sight and empty. Empty hands, plain sight. Ashley could not have seen Lieutenant Byrd, who was positioned far to Ashley's left, I think politically too, and on the opposite side of the doors near an opening for the retiring room, a distance of approximately 15 feet, an angle of approximately 160 degrees. Sergeant Timothy Lively, one of the armed officers guarding the lobby doors from the hallway, later told officers investigating the shooting, I saw him, he said. There was no way that woman could have seen that. Uh, Lieutenant Byrd was was not in uniform, did not identify himself as a police officer or otherwise make his presence known. Now, here's the thing. There were officers in front of her, behind her, and on the sides of her, but she was given no warning and likely did not see Lieutenant Byrd pointing the weapon at her. Now, we, we learned because there is now a transcript from a radio transmission coming from Lieutenant Byrd, all right? And it's uh, quite fascinating. Most interesting allegation is, uh, Jonathan Turley says, that Lieutenant Byrd gave a false report about shots fired, right, uh, after he shot a- Ashley Babbitt. At 2.45 p.m., within one minute after he shot Ashley Babbitt, Lieutenant Byrd made the following radio call, 405B, We got shots fired inside the lobby. Well, there was one shot fired, not shots. We got shots fired inside the lobby of the house chamber, he says a second time. Shots, plural, are being fired at us. And we're, uh, he says, stammering, prepared to fire back at them. There had been no shots, not a single shot, not multiple shots, fired at him or anybody else. There was one shot fired. He fired it. He is radioing a false report to the U.S. Capitol Police. We have guns drawn, he says, talking about police guns, not nobody else's guns. Please don't leave that end, he said. Don't leave that end. Approximately 35 seconds later, Lieutenant Byrd made another radio call stating, 405B, that's his ID, 405B. We got an injured person. I believe that person was shot. In fact... Now, this is, uh, I believe that person, he shot that person, right? Now, the reality is no shots had been fired at Lieutenant Byrd or at any other police officers, but that's what his radio report said. 
The only shot fired, single shot, was fired by Lieutenant Byrd at Ashley Babbitt. One shot shot and killed her. Uh, and I uh, he heard a loud noise of the gunshot, saw her fall backward through the window frame. Now, those are false reports by the U.S. Capitol Police lieutenant who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt uh, that he was blasting out on the radio. That might cause U.S. Capitol Police and others to rush the scene with AR-15s or pistols drawn looking to engage a mob of people shooting at the police. But that wasn't happening. And keep in mind, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats made a hero of Lieutenant Byrd, who is black, Ashley Babbitt, who was white, because, you know, the Democrats are happy to have police shoot unarmed women as long as they're American military veterans and don't vote for, don't vote for the Democrats. Now, if you're a crack dealer attacking the police, if you're a wife-beating fugitive crack dealer beating up the police when they come to get you and the police shoot you then the cops must be lynched if you're a a career felon in and out of prison fentanyl coursing through your bloodstream methamphetamine coursing through your bloodstream smoking joints and passing counterfeit bills and the police come to arrest you and you die of cardio failure then that police officer is put in jail for more than 20 years and nearly stabbed to death by a Democrat in prison just a few weeks ago. And the Democrats applaud all of that. What is wrong with the mental state of the Democrat Party? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We're told that, you know, Goebbels in the great lie. You keep repeating the lie, repeating the lie. Ah, uh, yes. Joe Biden with his boy, uh, Joey Goebbels. A lie told once remains a lie. A lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. The Democrats live by that Joseph Goebbels edict. That It works for them, though, because they've got Jake Tapper and Jim Shudo and Chunk Todd and, you know, Democrats, Democrats everywhere. Not a drop to drink. It is a, uh, yeah, and it's an amazing thing on this. The, uh, the lawsuit from the family, um, $30 million, Ashley Babbitt, and now, and only now, years later, do we discover that he falsely claimed we got shots fired in the lobby. Now, he fired one shot. There are shots being fired at us, he said. That was a lie. Uh, and uh, we're prepared to fire back at them. He's the only one that had shot. We're prepared to fire back at them. It's, uh, this is it. This is it. I, he was having a panic attack. He was freaking out. Uh, and he shot an unarmed protester. And the Democrats applauded and the news media applauded, but I repeat myself. And uh, it's different being a Democrat, isn't it? Yes, it is. What else did I didn't get to? I didn't get to... I didn't get to Jonathan Capehart. You have Jonathan Capehart crying on MSNBC because he was talking to a police officer that was there on January 6th. Officer Fanone, I'm going to try to get through this. He's going to try to get through this. 
Thank you. You know how they care so deeply about the police while the Democrats are rioting and setting cop cars on fire and attacking police stations and shooting people? The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 